Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Start and end your day with the good news. The good news with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Now, here's Angie Austin and friends with the good news. Hey, it is Angie Austin and friends, and we've got a really inspiring good news story uh, for you coming up, and it has to do with a mom who dropped out of high school. And the reason I we wanted to play this, uh, Beatrice is going to be taking our favorite good news gal uh, uh, from, and I don't mean favorite isn't better than you guys, of course. Oh yes, you you're, all my, what? you're all no, my, you're all my, what's in it. there, what is in there, who's going to come out? She said it. My longest term good news gal. She's been my dear friend. It was so funny last Last year, Jen, I invited Beatrice to come to uh, Waterworld with us. We've got to get her to come this year because Beatrice and I have become friends where I'll invite her to some of my quirky, like, little events where she's like, you want me to go do what? Like, go to Waterworld, like, get in a swimsuit and go down slides with, like, 15 kids. Actually, she regretted not coming, but this summer we got to get her out to some of these things. It's going to be hilarious. (laughs) So she's taking a little bit of a hiatus, so I found a special story that – kind of uh, I thought would relate to her story because the reason she's taking a hiatus from us is because she's an author and a speaker and she's a ghost writer. She helps people write their books. Two women here, in fact, she's helping them write their chapters for our mutual testimony book. And um, many of us have started new careers later in life and uh, we've uh, gone through lots of different transitions. And I think that's a really cool inspiration for someone listening that Beatrice at the age of eight got a typewriter and would get caught underneath the blankets. We've told you many times with the flashlight, she'd be clicking away under there when she was a kid and she'd get in trouble with her grandmother. And uh, then she didn't become an author. She became a truck driver and a drill sergeant and a hairdresser. And now here she is an author and she's in her fifties. And then we have Cindy next to me who still to this day has kept her own practice. She's a nurse and Cindy keeps it because she she worked so hard to start her jewelry design business that got very successful and to become a nurse. So even though she doesn't need to work anymore, she keeps it a day a week because it's quite an accomplishment to have your own practice where women come in to get beautiful and that you help them uh, with fillers, et cetera, as a nurse. Jennifer, I know you went through a big transition, Jennifer Bishop, when your husband was diagnosed with ALS and had to stay home. You wanted to work from home to be around him as well. So you didn't go out and get a job when he had to stay home. Uh, you're now in the health business and you've really grown own your business and you guys work with a supplement that I take and then Michelle um, you came from Europe your husband had a successful uh, career as a professional athlete and now you have a successful real estate business and you've only been back in the country what five years it'll be six this summer okay and had a completely restart yes from yes. scratch I hadn't worked since uh, 9-11 I remember I started my first day of my new job uh, and it was like the second day hmm. 9-11 happened but it was that long ago yeah wow and Monique you too. You started your own business, uh, Hair Extensions, and uh, your husband was a professional athlete, so you followed him around the country for a decade. And then me, I left TV news and completely restarted my radio career and just did it again a month ago. 
And I have my own uh, show in addition to this one that's syndicated around the country called The Angie Austin Show. So I think that we're all fine examples of Christian moms and wives and mothers who found a way to pursue our passions, uh, not in our 20s. You know, we're <laughs> doing it again later on in life in 30s, 40s, and 50s. And so let's talk about this dying grandmother as I go around. Cindy, Beatrice, Jennifer, Michelle, Monique, and myself, and producer Dave. We have quite a crew of good news gals today. And this is a single mom, pardon me, uh, and she was a high school dropout. And uh, she got help from her own kids and her pastor. And she's uh, a law school graduate now. That's pretty impressive. That's a lot of work. It is not easy to get through law school. We end tonight with a student who made it a family affair. I look at that picture and I cry. I literally, because... I cannot believe it. Aisha Champ's lifelong dream of being a lawyer is about to come true. She will graduate from a Texas law school next month. The 33-year-old single mother has five reasons to celebrate. My children have been my motivation. They have been my reason to keep going. These graduation photos, which proudly proclaim, I did it, have gone viral on social media. But behind those smiles are a single mom's story of pain and determination. We were taken away from our parents at a very young age. We were placed in foster care. Chan was homeless for a while, dropped out of high school, and had her first child at 19. She lost her job and her children's father to cancer. She considered suicide. With God, she says, came a turning point in the form of her pastor, who encouraged her to get a GED. I thought she was crazy. I'm like, I'm 25, I have too many kids. Come on now. She'll tell you her kids are what helped her succeed. They quizzed her with flashcards as she cooked for them, even acted as mock jurors as she told them what she had learned in class. David is her oldest child. I would hear her crying, so I would take my brothers and sisters, I'd get them, give them a snack, I'll you know, fix them some food so she won't have to get up from doing her schoolwork. I see a young woman who knows that the odds were stacked against her. However, because of my faith in God, because of my support system, I didn't just overcome them, I destroyed them. With the help of her kids, she's won every trial before she's ever set foot in a courtroom. David Begno, CBS News, Houston. That's Woo, right. You got gave me chills. I got guys. chills. That's right. The right son, there. man. That, oh, wow. Belief. I, uh, I loved how she, you know, instead of using her kids as an excuse not to do something, mm -hmm. she used it as a reason. All right. Well, I went around um, and talked about, and so let's wrap up our comments on her, and let's talk about what inspired you or kept you going during the difficult times when, like, you restarted your career, and Beatrice, and when you decided, hey, I'm finally going to pursue being an author. I've done these other things long enough. You know, if you're a truck driver and you want to be an author, how do you switch over to that? Or, you know, a drill sergeant and you want to be an author. Mm -hmm. So uh, what I, I like the fact that her kids – love her so much and that her son would hear her crying and that he would get the other kids and that they supported her and that she said God helped her do this because I truly do believe that your faith can get you through some of the darkest, most mm -hmm. difficult mm -hmm. times. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And you know, you have to believe that God has put something inside of you that he wants to use in whatever season you're in. And then you have to push yourself forward. You can't allow yourself to say, girl, you can't do that. You have to, you have to, like the Bible says that David encouraged himself in the Lord, his God. And sometimes you got to reach your own right arm behind your back and pat yourself on the back and say, you know what? You're doing good.
you're doing good. You're still standing. You you still you're still strong, and you've got to push yourself forward because if not, you will not accomplish. There's some things I'm getting ready to be 60 in about 280 days. <laughs> yes, I love it. Uh, yes, I'm counting. Yes, 280 days. Okay, and there are still things that I want to do. I'm getting ready to do some stuff right now that um, is going to shock a lot of people. I, I'm not talking about it because when it happens. It's just going to be bam. And people are going to say, she did that. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to say, yeah, you doggone skip it, baby. What's your excuse? Yeah. And I'm serious about that. Yeah. Because if I don't push myself forward and my husband is my, he's my hugest. And I know that's not a word, cheerleader. He's always telling me, baby, go ahead. He works because he knows I I can't work with other people. I can't work with other people. <laughs> Amen. I'm just saying. I'm the same way. I'm the same way. I'm unemployable. Because he knows that the spirit of slap, as my sister Donna will say, the spirit of slap will come upon me and I will slap somebody upside the head when they get too crazy. You know, it's like from my team of guys I work with in the morning because they came with me, you know, when I moved and one of them's working for a fraction of what he used to work for financially until the show gets off the air because we don't really make anything yet on my other program. And they all stayed with me. And so it was interesting because my former, let's see, how can I word this and be proper? Somebody that was in a position of higher, uh, higher position, they were in the hierarchy above me in my last job, um, is I guess shocked, underestimated what I could do with my new show. And many uh, stations wanted to go to my new show mm -hmm. and leave that other show that I used to be on. And, uh, and again, this, it's not, it has nothing to do with where I work right now. Mm -hmm. And, um, so my new company said, wow, you got along well with them? I said, yeah. And he said, well, um, you know, this guy had some things to say about you. And they were really unflattering, mm -hmm. really. And so all my colleagues that I work with currently were so shocked that it was, they said, it's the antithesis of you. You're nothing like that. And I said, well, I don't even need to defend myself against that because you're not supposed to say bad things. You sign a little agreement mm -hmm. both sides yes. and you're not supposed to say bad things. And so people are like, ooh, you could go after him. I said, that's not my style because I don't need to defend myself. If you conduct yourself with integrity, Amen. then your actions speak yeah. louder than your words. That's and right. so you don't even have to worry about defending yourself about things like that in many cases mm -hmm. because it, it doesn't hold any water. Nobody believes it. They just mm -hmm. think that mm -hmm. you're being mean-spirited and that they, they won't believe those things about me so with that said I do like working with people and I work with a lot of guys in this particular job which wasn't always the case but my producers and co-hosts and board up and everything are guys and we get along great we're like family I like working with other people but then again I'm in my own room we're all across right. the country exactly. we're all spread out and yeah. you're not working for them you're because when they put them. that employee tag upon you yeah. you're working it's with like them. you're working with the, well for them Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, before, yes and, yes. and my last instance was this young man who said to another young man, they were in their 20s, late 20s, early 30s, and he told the other young man, oh, we'll just, uh, we'll have Beatrice to do that. And I looked at Excuse him. Excuse me? And I said, <laughs> baby, your boss. No, he said, we'll tell Beatrice to do that. I said, baby, your boss don't even just tell me stuff to do. Okay, I say, so you need to put that back in your pipe and smoke it a different way because uh, you're, you're at the wrong juncture with me. No, you have to, you have, I believe that you have to stand up for yourself. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And you have to teach people how to treat you. That's right. I say that. Yes, say yes. That you kids. have to Allow teach them. Yeah. You can't, because if you, if, like my grandma used to say, if you give them an inch, they'll take a mile. Mm -hmm. So you can't just let little stuff mm -hmm. slide. Mm -mm. I, I'm True. like, whoa, 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 whoa. Mm -mm. Let's, let's take it back now. That's it.
One of the, Let's take it back. One of the best Bible studies, uh, I'm in a woman's entrepreneurial Bible study group for 10, 11 years now. One of the best books we read for me was a book called Start by John Adcuff. He's a Dave Ramsey protege. Yeah, protege. yeah. I've heard him speak. He's young and yeah. charismatic. And he, he was not a great worker when he was young. He wasn't. But Didn't he, he quit his job like every six months? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and he talked about, um, you will have haters. If you are successful, you will have haters. And it's about them. It's where they are in their life. And Angie, I just I love and adore you. And I just think you're such a class act to not respond. And, you know, over the years, we've had really mean things written about us. And I always pray for that person because, you know, I think a lot of people that are diagnosed with ALS and have a very fast progression, um, it's it's their insecurities or their reaching out, you know, it's, it's where they're Stephen's at. progression's been very slow. So many people yes. he's known with ALS have died. Yes. And you've worked been with and started a nonprofit to, hate, to, to, to help other people with ALS. ALS to mm -hmm. bring kids in um, to help them clean their homes or run errands or whatever. So you got to know a lot of people with ALS and you went to a lot of funerals yeah. and then Steve did not die. Stephen right. continues on because of his slow progression, but he's been diagnosed many times four. and in, four times and mm -hmm. does indeed have ALS. Mm -hmm. So he's had some people, detractors uh, yes. over time, say mm -hmm. mean things about him. And I just, you know, I think the ones that hurt the most are the closest, you know, ones that we used to call friends. And the, I just painful. pray. It is. And I pray for they them. They should be celebrating him. Right. And I, but I get it, you know, especially with ALS. Whew, you know, there's no hope supposedly out there. And so, you know, you take it with a grain of salt and you just keep trucking on. And we didn't respond to these, you know, allegations of things. And it's just like you pray for that person. All right. So we're talking about this single mom high school dropout with kids uh, that kids and a pastor helped her through her law school. And she's now a graduate. She is an attorney. And so I'm talking about the good news gals here uh, and their careers and um, how the careers we're currently in weren't started in our 20s. No, uh, not at so all. who wants to, Cindy, do you want to talk about I do. Um, why I, you've kept when you don't have to from a, of working? A couple, well, from a couple perspectives. I've had three careers in my life, and I've reinvented myself three times. And um, I, I'm going to hitchhike on what Michelle said. I've lived out of this country for 20 years, and I came back, and I had to not had to, but wanted to reinvent myself to do something that I was passionate about. Mm -hmm. I lived in a place, I lived in Saudi Arabia, and women weren't allowed to work, even though I had a business there. Um, but it wasn't like you could just go out and do what I had my degree in. So when I came back, I wanted to do something that I was passionate about. I love to make women beautiful. So at that point, I uh, decided people were complimenting me on my jewelry that I made. And so I designed a line of jewelry uh, out of diamonds and gold and leather and diamonds. And I thought the people that would probably be wearing my jewelry, where would they be shopping? They'd be shopping in Saks Fifth Avenue or Neiman Marcus. So I marketed them. And by the grace of God, three months into my dream, I got picked up and went national mm -hmm. with Saks Fifth mm -hmm. Avenue. It's a God story. That cross I wear a lot. And a like year and a half yeah. later, Neiman Marcus asked me to design a line for them. They didn't want what Saks had. So I designed a diamond line for them. They picked me up. And then I became Susan G. Komen's main designer and had, like, through my career, nine national campaigns with them. I ended up selling that. But what I want to encourage anybody out there listening is this. I'm really not a big deal. 
in a lot of ways. I'm very tenacious and I'm very focused on what I decide to do. And grew up tough like many of us. And Christians I grew up, room, my dad disowned me at 17. I put myself through three degrees and paid for it myself, mm. sometimes working two and three jobs. I want to encourage everybody out there on this. Um, in America, we have options and we have freedom here. And I cannot encourage people listening out there that you don't need money, you don't need a lot behind you. I had, through parts of my life, I had nothing. And I just went, incorporated myself, got, you know, just put one foot in front of the other. People came out of the woodwork to help me, but I had a dream and I stayed focused going from A to B on my dream. And it's a beautiful thing. And, you know, I've had all levels of living at this point in my life. And I'm just thankful for that. And I'm mm -hmm. thankful to be an American. And I'm thankful to live in this country where people can be anything they want to be if you're going to put in the good footwork and hard work and focus of it. So I would just say go for it on any level that you're out there. I also think listening. we should point out that you shouldn't compare yourself to other people. Mm -hmm. uh, just to put it into some perspective, I didn't actually go to college until I was 30. So I was kind of a late bloomer. And recently I uh, was introduced to an ex-NFL football player, um, Andre Davis, who is one month younger than me. And he's already retired from his full career in the NFL. And sometimes it's like, oh, man, I feel like I've wasted so much time. But I had a lot of experience. Mm -hmm. And now we kind of look, especially physically, he was telling me some of the things that are that he's having problems with and some of the things he's going through. And I don't have any of that stuff. I'm in perfect health because I didn't have an NFL career where I guess with all these big people and working out like that. So it, just to put it into perspective, like at the same time, I'm like, wow, it would have been great to be an NFL player through my 20s. <laughs> but at the same time, now I have all these other blessings. And that, so there's a price you pay. Yes. And so you that. shouldn't compare to <laughs> each other. You should just yeah. Level, you know, measure your success for where you want to be rather right. than what others would. One step would. at a time mm -hmm. and one day at a time. I'm and a, don't look sideways. And I'm Monique, you face okay. that a lot. That um, It's Monique's husband is Andre. Um, you face that a lot. People, oh, you got it made now, Andre. You guys can hang out and have fun. And you have a beautiful house, nice cars, and you can just go watch your girls' sports and stuff. But they don't know what their mornings. He can't get out of bed. That, and and people people don't understand that and, and even when you try to tell them they're like oh but you you have all of that so that should balance it out right if he and can't like, walk into the gym because he's in so much pain to watch his daughter play basketball what difference does it make which house he rolled out of this morning exactly and right. people mm -hmm. don't understand that and they don't see that part nor do they care because all they see is the material thing right mm -hmm. which I, I have people asking me you know why why do you why why do you want to do anything why do you want to work yeah why do you want and i'm like because when my husband met me there were things that I wanted to do and I knew that God had me in a certain place, but now God is saying, okay, it's time to step out. Amen. So I'm, I'm listening and I'm so glad Miss Cindy said with God, it's a God thing. You cannot do this thing no. without God. This, this is not, this thing is not for sissies, this life. Thing. And God has many different chapters in our life yeah. and our, our chapters are that. never over. No, it's not about age. Right. It's just about what is the next step where you have me right now, God. Mm -hmm. 
and don't put world limits on it. I'm in prayer myself on what my next chapters would look like and why. Not because of my desires of what I want to do, but where would God have me? What, what? Yes. And what should they and look that, like? And that takes patience. Mm -hmm. Where would God have you? Yeah. Sometimes you but wait for years. Trust. It it's not easy to be where God wants you to be. Like I really easily could have like retired from radio or just kept the good news, this show, and not done the national show, start from scratch and get up at 3 o'clock in the morning and make nothing on that show, actually lose money and pay my staff until I get it back on its feet. And so with that said, I felt God pushing me with all the people who surrounded me to help me, affiliate people who are friends who work for free, producers who work for free, uh, voiceover people for free that said, here, here's this, here's this. And how do you say no when everybody puts it all together for you? Amen. And I feel that's God kind of shoving you in the back, you know, with mm -hmm. two big hands, you know. So um, with that said, if you want to talk to any of the gals about their journeys or you want to email them, uh, you can email me. So uh, not just, you know, their businesses, Michelle's Real Estate, Monique's Hair Extensions, Jennifer, the Health Supplement, Beatrice, author, speaker, ghostwriter, and Cindy in the beauty business, helping you be more beautiful. By the way, my mother-in-law can't believe I gave her Cindy's real age. And she about fell off. <laughs> I go, she looks good, doesn't she? She goes, I, I'd like to tell you. Means yes, she looks very good. Thank An you, Mama. Angie, no, mother-in-law. Yeah, AngieAustinNews at gmail.com. AngieAustinNews at gmail.com. Shoot us an email. Oh, that's The good news of Jesus for you in high-definition radio and streaming at 670KLTT.com. This is KLTT Commerce City, Denver. to any of the YMCA of the Rockies locations to fill your days and nights with our exciting and educational programs and activities. At the YMCA of the Rockies, we put Christian principles into practice with our fun and informative programs, and our facilities are located in stunning environments that help build healthy minds, bodies, and spirits for all. At the YMCA of the Rockies, we love to provide real bonding experiences for families of all sizes. We also provide conferences of a religious and educational or recreational nature, and we specialize in offering traditional summer camping experiences for boys and girls. At the YMCA of the Rockies, every season brings affordable fun and excitement for the entire family. YMCA of the Rockies has locations near Winter Park, Rocky Mountain National Park, and Grand Lake. Go to ymcaoftherockies.org. Whether you are looking for adventure, a better way to connect with your family, or just a relaxing stroll, we can set you on your way. That's YMCA of the Hi, it's Angie. Thanks so much for listening to The Good News. If you like The Good News program and you'd like to support us, we need to partner up with businesses to keep this show going. I'd really like to keep it on the air and I need advertisers in order to do that. And I'd love to partner with you and help you build your business or your website. Maybe you're a nonprofit and you'd like to do an interview and you'd like to donate to us so that we can help you get donations as well. AngieAustinRadio.com AngieAustinRadio.com Just click on contact me. I would love to partner up with you. I think this is a great program. We've been on the air for about seven years now, and I think a lot of people have gotten a ray of sunshine and some faith and even a little fun from this program. So if you'd like to support us, please go to AngieAustinRadio.com. We would like to help you build your business or nonprofit as well. AngieAustinRadio.com and click on contact. I'd love to hear from you, and I'd love to help you build your business. Hello, Angie Austin here with the good news along with Life Choices. 
Uh, Rick Thielen is here, and he's brought along counselor Lisa Coates as well. And so let me kind of give you an overview. You know, what they do is so loving. They offer free ultrasounds, free pregnancy tests. They go into schools and educate middle schoolers and high schoolers about their right to have a choice and their right to decide to maybe uh, reverse a choice they've made if they've gotten involved in a relationship that they don't feel comfortable with and that they prefer to uh, decide, you know, hey, I want to say no now. Um, also, besides the fact that they hold the hand of a woman who's uh, afraid, not sure what to do when they become pregnant, um, also, something unique that they offer is the Forgiven and uh, Set Free Bible Study. And I know several people who've taken the Forgiven and Set Free Bible Study, and that is a post-abortion care Bible study. And the friends that um, I know that took it took it decades after they had an abortion as a young person. One of my girlfriends at 15 was forced to have an abortion by her parents and uh, sedated and go up under general anesthesia. And she said it ruined her life and that it was in, um, I believe, her 30s after a divorce that she finally was able to um, have some peace of mind after taking this Bible study. And she was a Christian, and so this was a real painful, you know, couple of decades of her life. And so, Rick, we're going to talk today about several things that have been in the news. And then Lisa Coates, your counselor, has some success stories to share with us. And, you know, I love what you guys do because I feel that you do it with love. And so I feel that's why you guys are, why you all are so successful. My slang, you guys are so successful. (laughs) That's why you all are so successful, I think, is because Christ's love is kind of... um, non-judgmentally put into your organization. So that's what your respondents say when they leave. They felt not judged and loved. Absolutely. We do uh, an exit interview or have a a survey that they fill out, Angie. And it's great when they make those comments. And I tell you, we we just get tons and tons of positive comments. And that's a real credit to, to the staff and to our volunteer staff. And, and how they treat and how they interact with uh, the ladies and the men that come in. And uh, so it was, it, I was thought of is interesting. We, we've talked about some of the things that have happened uh, this past weekend and where you talk about the Super Bowl, Super yes. Bowl commercials. Okay. And, Last week you were on the show. Yes. Uh-huh. And you talked about with us, the NARAL was uh, tweeting about the Super Bowl Doritos commercial where the baby is born because the baby is really hungry for some delicious Doritos. And NARAL, <laughs> pro-abortion group, said that... Um, they were appalled that Doritos was humanizing a fetus, humanizing a baby. I'm like, what? That is yeah. so bizarre. So you and I discussed that because sure we did. know that in the media, oftentimes they try to make um, feed a baby not human. So when that pregnancy is terminated, it's somehow not a human. Or how they come up with that. I, I think it's just a great way to block out really what the facts are. Science is pretty clear on all of those kind of things. But I thought I found it was an interesting also happening last week was uh, with uh, uh, Marco Rubio talking about abortions and how Hillary Clinton would support abortions. Did you all see how she wait? Did you see when she totally dodged the uh, question yes. about her past support of abortions? My son doesn't know what that is, and we were watching the, that, and he said. She didn't answer the question that was just asked. And, and so what was so interesting, it was her friend Stephanopoulos that was asking another question. Wow. And, and You're she right. never did ask. Good point. The, she never did answer the question. No, she didn't. And she said, my stance has always been clear, but she didn't bring up the <laughs> partial birth support. Right. Like that's, a really, that's a really difficult thing to say. Oh, yeah, I support that. Be, so she didn't want to say that. No, and, and the fact that uh, she would support abortions up until the day of delivery uh, we and some people are not aware that there's abortionists out here, and I would call them extreme for sure, extreme extreme, where they're doing abortions all the way up until the day before delivery. 
I don't think people know about this. I was just, uh, as a side note, looking up the Doritos Super Bowl to see if anything had come of the commercial since you and I uh, last spoke about it. But there was uh, a blogger who said Super Bowl ad sparks dumbest political feud ever. Well, I don't know that it's dumb on our part because I, I was just appalled that someone would try to act like a fully you know, developed baby isn't a baby, that somehow it should be called something else. So with that said, I don't think a lot of us are aware that in this day and age that you can terminate um, a pregnancy the day before the due date uh, and that they actually just kill the baby and deliver it a few days later as a stillborn and that's legal? Well, then no, it's not listed as an abortion in some oh. areas, especially here in Colorado. Uh, we, we How do, is it listed? Uh, it's, it would be, they would be sent to the hospital after two, three days after they knew the baby was dead and, and then the baby is listed as a fetal demise. Stillborn. Uh, stillborn, yes. Well, does the hospital know when they come that this has been done? I, w- I would think so. Okay. Because uh, all the patients are sent there, so it's on a pretty regular basis that this is happening. And, and for me, Angie, this is a very personal thing for me. I, our son, who is now in his 40s, uh, he was born two months premature. And so we're talking about aborting babies that are even further along than Todd was They're when he was born. Nine months old. And that's yeah. a big baby. Those yeah. are seven, eight, nine, oh, yeah. ten pound babies. And they're going through full, you know, labor and, and everything else that goes on. And, you know, my wife's gone through a number of miscarriages in the sixth month. And I know how she felt and that emptiness and that hurt. And to be in the maternity ward and go through all of that and then not have, not a, baby. have a baby. Yeah. And someone, so, um, where did, didn't you just tell me this? Because certain things stick in my head, you know. And I, I remember, and I, it may have been you just last week, said, I've talked to a number of people who have had abortions who regret the decision to have an abortion, but I've not once ever interviewed a woman who decided not to terminate her pregnancy who said she regretted keeping the baby. Yeah, I did say that. That was you. Yeah, that okay. was me. Did I quote that right? Yeah, that's exactly right. You said you've right. never interviewed yeah. a woman who decided to keep the baby who regretted it, yeah. but many who've terminated who regretted it. Yes, and many that way. And I think that's why it's so exciting, uh, you know, and I, that's why I love to have see what Lisa does. And obviously I don't get to sit in on those small groups that she leads and, and has other facilitators lead. But I've, I've got to meet some of the women beforehand, and I've also got to meet the same women after they've been through the study. And, and it's amazing the change in their life, the change in their countenance. And, and that's I actually, the forgiven and set free yes, Bible uh-huh. study. And, and one I've heard a couple of times, they said the very first person that recognized the change in me was my husband. Interesting. Or it was my pastor, or it was my kids. But I'll let Lisa talk a little bit more about that because it's really, really great what she does. I sound, now I sound like uh, like a uh, presidential candidate. Really, really great. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk, um, Lisa. Let's talk a little bit, Lisa Coates, counselor with Life Choices. You know why you have a passion for you know counseling women because you know some of what you do can be difficult. Well, sure it is, but I actually came. Um, as a client to Life Choices for an abortion that I had when I was 17 and had lived, uh, like you were talking about your your friend, had lived for decades, um, just kind of self-destructive, no, no goals. Uh, I mean, I functioned fine. Nobody would have known, you know. Uh, but uh, I did not like myself. Uh, there was some self-hatred there and um, anger, shame, Nobody, I wasn't going around. You know, this is the interesting thing. Media, society says it, there's nothing wrong with having an abortion, right? But when was the last time you were at a dinner party and, and you sat around with your 
with the ladies there and everybody's going oh yeah i had one too it doesn't happen right yeah they're saying it's fine to have one but at a dinner party you're like oh i had three i had four oh i had one no and what's interesting is when I, I mentioned to you in the hallway that a girlfriend of mine at um, a Christian Women's uh, Luncheon I was handing out flyers for the Forgiven and Set Free Bible Study, and she said, I'm having a Bible study at my house. I said, oh, when? Which night? And then she said what it was for, that it was for w- women who'd had abortions. I'll be honest with you. I was a little bit like taken aback for a second because it's not something that people say. And I said, well, I, um, I, I'm, I'm not a candidate for that. However, I would like to pass it on to some people. And interestingly enough, when I did an interview with that woman, someone in my studio said, um, you know, I don't talk about it, but I, I had an abortion and I'd really like to look into that. And this was decades later. It's not like you mentioned, it's not when you're 18 a year after. A lot of people wait for years and years and they're Christian women that don't want to talk about it because they're afraid they'll be judged. So you're right. Society says, oh, yeah, go ahead and have it. Or there was that campaign recently called Shout Your Abortion and you could right. tweet like, I had one, I'm proud. And they, people ripped into them because they're like that's not something to be proud of so with that said what do you do with that what do you do with that guilt when you can't talk to anyone right you suffer and you you know when you're when you are shamed and you feel guilt those are the decisions that you make often it's just then becomes a vicious cycle where you don't you had you make shame you make shame based decisions and so that's who you bring into your life because you don't feel like that you're you... worthy of someone good to be in your life. Absolutely. And so you're usually bringing people full of drama into your life. So your life continues to be full of drama. So the Bible study is um, it's just awesome. Uh, Linda Cochran wrote it. Uh, it's been through several revisions. She just redid it. And uh, not a lot, though. And uh, but. The first chapter, you go back in and you look at where, where do you need healing? Where do you still need healing? Are you still, does your anniversary date still bother you? Either the date that you aborted, if you're a numbers person, or your due date. Your due date, okay. Yeah, so does that bother you? I think about that. That date comes around every year. When um, I first moved here, I uh, got to be friends with a gal that they were going through the adoption process. And I, uh, well, I was just clueless, you know, about how I knew I wasn't even really quite pinpointing how my abortion had affected me, even yeah. though I immediately became very angry and started on this really self-destructive path. I didn't really connect it to my abortion. I hear that a lot. And, um, but anyway, um, I was, I was pregnant and, um, this is when you were 17. No, this was, this was, uh, I was in my 30s. Oh, okay, okay, so well, well past. So it took you years to, uh, to address this. Yes, it did. Because you, you didn't connect that it was the abortion. And again, if you're just joining us, Life Choices is here, and we're talking about the Forgiven and Set Free Bible Study with Counselor Lisa Coates, and this is an adult topic. And so this is one of the signs, like, so being around babies can bother a woman. Uh, so this particular friend, uh, I'm pregnant and um she, and she came to the hospital to see she, she did not come to my baby shower she said I don't do baby showers and and I'm not connecting um I haven't been I haven't been through group yet and um and then she's she said um but she came to the hospital to see to see us and she said I haven't been in a maternity ward in years 
And so as we, um, she, they moved off and we reconnected, just kind of ran into each other. And I told her, she asked, you know, we were catching up and she goes, what do you do? And I said, well, I work at Life Choices. I work with post-abortion women and we go through this Bible study. And uh, she goes, well, that's a work. And uh, she goes, that takes a lot of forgiveness. And, and I just thought, oh, you know, it just dawned on me all of those years that she was exhibiting signs. Of, of the guilt. Yeah. And um, so that's, that's one. Uh, reminders. Uh, do you think of your life in terms of before or after your abortion? Ah. Now, many times there's so much, there's a lot of driving forces, right, that of your behavior. So why, why are you on this sort of self-destructive path anyway? Like with an unwanted, unplanned pregnancy, so many times there's promiscuity in there somewhere. And so what's, what's driving that? We look at that through the study because for a lot of women, especially Christian women, that's a big shame issue. Gotcha. So we look at that. So what was driving that? And, um, and then we work on the forgiveness and the grieving and grieving those decisions and grieving the self-worth or the lack of self-worth and to come to a place where we fully accept the forgiveness that Jesus Christ has for us through his finished work on the cross. How have you seen, you know, women transformed who have been through the program? Well, we have women on staff, actually, uh, myself. And um, I, I definitely had an anger issue, and I really had to, but it was the shame. Uh, one night, my husband and I, we were, you know, we we're laying in bed, we were getting ready for bed, and I just said, oh, I can't do this anymore. And we have a really good marriage. And he goes, do what? And I said, I cannot keep carrying this shame around. It is making me so angry. And he goes, thank God. Oh, <laughs> that you realized it. Yeah, yeah. And that, that was driving my anger. And so, um, but we do. We have center directors uh, who have uh, gone through. Uh, I know women who have gone back to school to be teachers or nurses that were just... Kind of like I said, I didn't Stuck. have any, right, I didn't have goals. I was just existing, trying to keep it together and to function. And um, they can go back and fulfill their dreams. Wow. How does that make you feel when you, people are unstuck after they take the Forgiven and Set Free Bible Study? I love that. I love that. And actually, um, I have a really cool story from yesterday, very, very fresh, Um and because everybody that comes through, they're not Christians. So this is not just specifically a Christian issue. Yes. We can think. Yeah, I mean, that's what they like to do when we go testify, right, At the uh, before the legislature, is that this is a Christian issue, and it's not going to bother you if you're not a Christian. But the reality is it's a moral issue, and it's what your heart it's has told heart issue. you yeah. about the value of life and so i have had people that come through and you know they're probably seeking if they're open to a bible study there's some seeking there yes uh but they they come to accept christ because that is what this study is based on it's based on the character of god and that jesus is god and he is our picture of god and he has the power to forgive sins 
and to transform lives. And to transform lives. You know, my friends that I mentioned that, uh, you know, actually both of them have, two of, the, two of them have uh, taught the Bible study as well because it benefited them so much. And uh, my girlfriend started teaching it to young people because she really had a heart for, you know, college-age women. Mm-hmm. And that's where she was teaching it to younger women. And boy, what a blessing for them to be able to, you know, find the forgiveness of Jesus younger in their lives rather than waiting for decades like Absolutely. my girlfriends did. And um, I know for them, it's life-changing. And uh, my girlfriend mentioned, because she married the man that, you know, they terminated the pregnancy when she was 17. <clears throat> this is another one. And uh, she had went on to four, four more children. And her husband, they had never, after it was done, they never spoke about it again. Their children are all grown. And he went through, and I don't know if it's the same Bible study, but he also went through a study to work through it because even though they'd never spoken about it, it had affected them individually That's, and their marriage. Absolutely. And we, and we have connections, and we do that for men also. Wow. And it's, it's amazing. You know, Lisa said something about people that have uh, cryohide or may not be even Christians. It's not, it's not just a Christian issue. Um, I, there's an article that was in this month's World magazine called Seeing the Little Ghost. And it was out of a book called The Ambivalence of Abortion. Let me read this. It says, it certainly does make sense not to have a baby right now. But we say that to each other all the time. But I have this ghost now, a very little ghost that only appears when I'm seeing something beautiful, like the full moon or the ocean last weekend. And the baby waves back at me, and I wave back at the baby, and I say, of course we have room. I cry to the ghost, of course we do. Uh, all right, if you would like to uh, look into the Forgiven and Set Free Bible Study, if you would like to send someone for a free ultrasound, if you'd like them to come to your child's school to talk about their program and how kids have the right to say no, uh, how do they reach you, Rick? Go to lifematters.org because life matters at Life Choices. All right, I have Melissa. She's an ambassador with ARC. You know I love ARC. I get great deals there, but the money goes back to the community and helps so many people. Melissa, tell me about ARC. ARC is just an amazing foundation who helps people with intellectual disabilities, and it's just amazing. I love working there. I've worked there for almost five years. Well, and I feel like there's a family environment there. Now, when I shop at ARC, we always say shopping with a purpose. So let's say I spend $10 at ARC, but how does it help other people? When you buy stuff at the ARC, it helps people with intellectual disabilities. It helps the community. I like working at the ARC thrift store. It's really fun. So well, I think you have such a fantastic personality. I think one of the best things about ARC are the ambassadors like yourself because I think you guys are the heart of the organization. And I find so much positivity and encouragement. And I want ARC to come to my house with a truck. What do I call? You call 303-238-JANE. Again, the number is 303-238-JANE. The website is arcthrift.org. Again, it's arcthrift.org. You rock, Melissa. Thank you for coming in to talk to me about art. Hey, it's Angie. Did you know that April is National Donate Life Month? And you may think, hey, should I become an organ donor? Should I put that on my driver's license? I had an experience as a high school student. I actually worked at the hospital in the community, and I lost a friend who was uh, in high school at the time. And I'll never forget the doctor that did the organ uh, harvest uh, operation, and I did the instrument raise at the time. I prepped them. It stuck in my mind, and the doctor and I stood in the hallway, and he knew the boy well, and I knew the boy well. It makes me want to cry, but I'll never forget it because that boy was responsible for helping to save so many lives. And so that's why we're uh, covering this topic because 
it's April. And this affects a lot of people, saves a lot of people. Dr. John Friedewald, he is the medical director of kidney and pancreas transplantation at Northwestern Memorial Hospital is joining us. Sorry, doctor, it still gets me going all these years later. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you very much for having me. I'm glad to be here. All right. So let's start with uh, the benefits and the risks of living organ donation, because this is something that a lot of people are like, what is living organ donation? Explain this. Absolutely. Most people are familiar with the the registry to to donate when you die, but um, you can also help change lives when you're still alive by donating part of your liver or one of your kidneys. The most commonly donated uh, organ is a, a kidney from a living donor. It's fascinating. And this is something that uh, a lot of people are exactly are not familiar with. So that's the most common organ to be donated with the living organ donation, the kidney, part of the kidney. That's right. And you don't have to have someone you know who needs a transplant. A lot of people say, well, I'd love to help, but no one in my family or my friends need a kidney transplant. So what am I supposed to do? But in fact, it's much more common now to be, um, we're seeing more and more non-directed donors who show up uh, to a transplant center and say, I want to help someone else out. And we're able to take their kidney and save someone's life with that. And so um, you really can make an incredible impact in your life through organ donation. All right, let's talk transplants. How many does Northwestern Memorial Hospital perform every year? So we do over 400 organ transplants a year at Northwestern, um, the most common being kidney, anywhere from 200 to 250 kidney transplants a year. And recovery period, how long is that? So for a kidney transplant or for a liver transplant, it's anywhere from a couple weeks to a month or two, depending on how you do coming into the transplant. For living donors, importantly, uh, for a kidney donation, our donors go home the day after surgery and usually wow. they're back to doing what they do in three weeks' time. So it's a pretty quick recovery from a living donor. That's procedure. impressive. My cousin and her husband, uh, he gave her uh, his kidney and they were uh, in Colorado in the Rocky Mountains uh, hiking with us at the family reunion. And she did better than I did. I'm like, wait, you you just got a new kidney like not that long ago. Um, and, and he was fine, like you said, back to work in no time. Yeah, it's really amazing. And, and to see someone's life restored that in that way is really incredible. We, we see it every day and it never gets old. It, it is incredible to see the change just in her energy and color and her life. I mean, it really did give her her life back. All right, let's talk about, um, you know, Northwestern, obviously very advanced in this area. Um, how has Northwestern Memorial been instrumental in advancing organ transplants overall? Yeah, so over the years, we've pioneered several techniques, including steroid-free immunosuppression, which can alleviate a lot of the side effects of the immunosuppressive drugs. And we're a leader in the field of tolerance, where we're trying to, in fact, uh, not need anti-rejection medicines in the future uh, with transplants, which would be a big advance. So we've done a lot to advance. Yeah. We're working on the stem cell, combined kidney and stem cell transplants, which we think will be able to alleviate the need for long-term immune suppression. That is huge. Uh, you know, I guess I have a lot of transplant stories. My uncle had a box of medicine after he had his transplant because it runs in their family. And I cannot believe how many medicines that he ha- would have to take. And so that is really huge news that possibly that uh, the need for that could go away. And that's exactly the motivation for why we're doing this research. You're exactly right. Oh, that's fascinating. All right, doctor, where do people go for more info? So our website is transplant.nm.org. And if you want to register to be a deceased donor, you can go to registerme.org to get on the list. Excellent. Thank you so much, doctor. Very good information. Thanks for getting the word out. We appreciate it. Thanks for listening to The Good News with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at angieaustinradio.com. 
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.